0: Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week we're talking all about gentle nutrition, what that means, hopefully how you can integrate it a little bit into your daily life and a little bit of how you'd work with a nutritionist to apply this principle. So, first things first, what is gentle nutrition? Now, it is the last principle in the intuitive eating framework, so it's number 10, and everyone has a slightly different definition of it because it's not a very strictly defined term. It's not in the Oxford Dictionary. I think this is quite fitting, given that it centres on taking external information and making it fit with what you know is right for your body. So you will have your own sort of 100% worded definition of what gentle nutrition means to you. It may mean taking in just a little bit of that external information, or it may mean actually taking on a lot of information regarding health from sources like the World Health Organization, the NHS, things like that, because you may have celiac or PCOS or another condition that means you have to take in more external cues. To others, it might mean you listen a lot more internally and there's just a sprinkling of external information. So it's very much finding where you fall on that spectrum. I like to think of it as a bit of a Venn diagram. So if you have internal cues in one circle and external cues in the other, that little bit of crossover I like to think of is where the magic happens, where gentle nutrition sits, and where something called authentic health, which will go on in a second also. Remember that satisfaction is the engine that leads, to, leads the intuitive eating train. So satisfaction also dictates gentle nutrition. So Gentle nutrition is sort of built on all those other founding principles. Honouring your hunger. Rejecting diet culture. Finding satisfaction. Dealing with emotion. These will form that base that gentle nutrition can then build from. And it is the last one. Meaning that if you actually explore gentle nutrition and find. You know what? I don't think I can approach this from a place of non-diet yet. Or this is too much for me. You can always come back to it. So. First things first, there is something called body food choice congruence. And this basically means you're aware of food and its effects on your body beyond taste. So how it makes you feel, what you want from your food. Do you want energy? Do you want to feel fullness? Do actually, you're going to go out and move soon, so you just want something small that's going to fuel you. Or actually, it's a social occasion, so you want food to act as something that will help you socialise. So when mildly hungry, asking yourself... How did this food make me feel? How do I know it makes me feel? Did I like the way that felt? Would I do it again? Did it satisfy me? Did it give me sustainable energy? And all of this will form what's called that body food choice congruence. You know what foods make you feel good. You know what each type of food will give you and for different purposes. So you have that sort of internal database of I really like these foods. These foods called this. If I want this, I will go to those foods, etc., etc. So then what you do is take that internal information and pair it with external information. So using things, like I said, like the NHS, like the World Health Organization. So according to Elise and Rash, so the two creators of the intuitive eating framework, they said that intuitive eating involves the integration of inner attunement and outward influences. So what i was saying, internal, external, to create something which is called authentic health and a healthy eater as someone who eats without a sense of moral inferiority or superiority. So you're not eating quote unquote healthy and therefore you feel better than other people. There is no link between what you eat and who you are. So some questions that might help you sort of see how this works with you is... How do you approach information that comes out on social media and the news regarding nutrition? Do you instantly believe it if they say a study has found it or they have someone with doctor in their name quoting it on the news? If you hear information that nutritional claim is backed by concrete scientific evidence, I say in quotes, how would you integrate it into your life? Would you make it into a rule that you need to follow every day or would you try and make a little bit of an effort to integrate it? If you read an article that said you should eat a certain way or people that eat a certain way live longer, etc. And you decide to try it and as a result you felt really anxious, stressed, would you continue to do it because of those perceived benefits? Or would actually you take a step back and think, "Mm, will that work for me and my health and my life? So just some things that it's really easy, I say easy in quotes, to say, oh well we're going to move away from healthy and unhealthy as labels and we're going to start to accept all food that's very overarching but if you're sitting there watching the news and you're feeling in a good place with food and it pops up and says everyone should be eating a certain way or this food will help with this that sort of stuff can be quite triggering and make you i have to eat it and it's knowing if actually you're at a place that you can take that external information not turn it into a diet not turn it into a rule but instead integrate it with what you already know So, some questions to see, are you ready for gentle nutrition? Number one, is nutritional value the only thing you consider when you're hungry? Do you enjoy, quote-unquote, healthy food, or do you just think it's something you should eat? Do you eat based on what you fancy, or what you think is nutritionally best for you? How often do you crave, quote-unquote, unhealthy food or junk food? And thinking about do you agree or disagree with phrases like I eat healthy food because I think it's something I should do. I appreciate the value of quote-unquote healthy food on my health. I choose food based on how it makes my body feel. I eat junk food when I want to as long as I don't feel uncomfortable afterwards. I prefer junk food to healthy food without thinking of nutritional value. And we kind of ideally want to be in a place where We're holding little to no judgment when it comes to food's nutritional value. We're just thinking about our body's needs and what we want from the food. That nutritional value is then just something we may take into account later on or as a final step. So the three sort of main pillars when it comes to gentle nutrition. Now remember we're talking tools, not rules. So use them as a guideline if they help you. So if you think for pyramid, it tends to be Adequacy or moderation, lots of different terms for this, depending on what nutritionist you ask. Then above that goes balance, and at the top is variety. So, adequacy, moderation, and now moderation, often we think, oh, you've got to eat in moderation, it means cutting down. But actually, it just means listening to your hunger and fullness cues and making peace with food. And if you can't listen to those cues, it may be that you need to work on other principles of intuitive eating first. So, it just means eating enough eating to the point where you're full, you're satisfied, you're not under fueling, but you're not eating to the point where you feel uncomfortably full, binge eating, etc. So, that baseline is, are we eating enough, are we fueling ourselves? Balance, and this doesn't mean nutrient balance for each meal, that would be really really difficult without being super analytical, but it's over a week, month, year. Do you feel like you get the balance you need? And I'm forever quoting to people, there was a study done on toddlers where they just put Out a whole spread of food and people often assume oh if you give them free rein, they will just eat all the chocolate all the sugar which they probably did straight away but they found that if you leave them a full day if they eat more sugary food in the morning they'll eat less sugary food in the afternoon and actually as a whole day it is nutritionally balanced they know what they need and they know when they've eaten a certain way they'll then balance it out a different way It's very intuitive for them. And we all have that naturally. We've just turned it off. So it's looking at, ah, actually, over the week, it, quote, unquote, balances out, um, as it were. I'm not just turning to one type of food all the time. And if I am, why is that? Have I not become habituated to it yet? Am I still thinking of it as forbidden? Am I dealing with negative emotions and I'm turning only to my comfort food and I need to find another way to deal with them? So it's using these as indicators of other pillars of intuitive eating. And then last thing, variety. But with the focus on variety is enjoyment. It's adding its different flavours, different textures, hopefully more satisfaction. Not just the abundance of nutrients that come from a varied diet and food source. Dieting often limits the variety of foods. So you think of like a low carb diet or cutting out all fats. We're not thinking about reducing we're adding can you add things anything you can add people often say variety of color it's a really good visual cue to say is your meal very colorful do you have a range of colors there so building that variety so think adequacy are you eating enough balance how's it looking when you take that bird's eye view and then variety slowly building growing that thing that sort of database of foods you like foods that satisfy you foods that fulfill a certain purpose Notice there's no calories, specifics, it's all big picture thinking, adding not subtracting and looking at everything as a whole, not one day, one meal, one snack. And then from there, just a little bit of sort of information as it were, um, in case you don't already know. So with gentle nutrition, there is a little bit of working with a nutritionist on how your intake is sitting from perspective of Are you eating enough carbohydrates? Are you eating enough protein? Are you eating enough fat? Are you getting the nutritional profile that you need? Depending on various conditions. Again, if you are an athlete, you're going to need much higher levels of carbohydrates than someone who maybe isn't. If you are someone who has PCOS, you might need to eat certain types of carbohydrates. Again, all these things come into consideration. So first things first, we'll go through the three main macronutrients very briefly you may have heard it before it may be some new stuff and then finish up so first things first carbs and these poor carbs always demonize but carbs are just carbohydrates and they are the body's energy source so it's recommended they make up 45 to 60 percent of our daily intake roughly again varies depending on your life so imagine if you're having a low or zero carb diet that's quite a lot that you're taking out of your intake Glucose is the main source in the body and for our brain, and that's just sugar. So carbohydrates are just different forms of glucose or of sugars. And actually, apparently, your neurons require twice as much energy as the rest of your body. So think of carbs as brain food. And actually, sometimes you may think, oh, well, but if I eat a very carb-heavy meal, you get that sort of food coma or your head feels a bit foggy. This is because of something that's called glycemic index or GI. So you may have heard this before online. So GI just refers to how quickly food causes your blood sugar to rise. Pure glucose, pure sugar, 100. So low GI foods, sort of zero to however on that scale of zero to 100, they're preferred by the brain because they cause smaller spikes, think little dips, more steady flow, less brain fog. High GI, spike, and then crash. High GI, sugar, flour, sweeteners. Again, they have their purpose. It's not, oh, we don't want to have any high GI foods because they may be foods you enjoy. Again, if you're an athlete, I see a lot of funny reels about how we always talk about no sugar, no sugar, but then endurance athletes are literally sipping on gels that are pure glucose. Everything has its place and its purpose. Low GI, some breads, quinoa, chickpeas, etc. Have a look. Sometimes they say glycemic index on the side. It may be that you spend a couple days trying some low GI foods and seeing how does that feel on my brain. Do I feel less brain fog? Am I noticing a difference? Or actually, does it feel exactly the same and I'm less satisfied for my meals or more satisfied finding that balance for you? Protein. The macronutrient that we probably know the most about because everyone is pushing protein powders, protein drinks, high protein, low carb meals, etc. Protein basically builds your muscles... It can build your hair, nails, hormones, enzymes. Used uses a lot of things in the body. And it also affects how full we feel, which is why a lot of people, not only for muscle regrowth after breakdown, after the gym, a lot of people have high protein, so they feel fuller for longer when they're dieting. Things like that. Chances are, if you eat a varied diet, and especially if you eat meat, you will get enough protein. You may not need a protein powder necessarily. But if you enjoy it, like I... For example, love adding a scoop of flavoured protein powder to my porridge in the morning. Great, add it on. If, however, you're going, I'm spending a lot of money on protein powder and I don't feel like I'm feeling the benefits, maybe just have a look at your diet overall and actually you get enough protein in. Now, moving on to fats. Fats, again, often demonised, but they're our main source of plentiful energy. They make cheese for our neurons. They provide us with satisfaction, fullness and insulation against the cold. You will hear the terms saturated and unsaturated. This just refers to their chemical makeup. Saturated raise cholesterol, and that's both good and bad. Unsaturated can lower cholesterol. So saturated's in meat, lard, dairy, cheese. Unsaturated, think avocado, seeds, nuts, fish. Again, both have their place in your diet. So if you hear information like this, and it hasn't been super like gram per kilogram and specific, How does it make you feel just hearing an overarching, these are the three main macronutrients? Do you want specific numbers? Is spot of your brain going, how much is that in calories? How much is that in percentage? How much per meal? How much? Are you starting to think like that? Or actually you going, huh, maybe I could try some low GI foods. I get a little bit of brain fog. Or hmm. if protein helps with fullness, maybe I should try and add a little bit. Are you thinking of adding? Are you thinking of trying seeing what it feels like in your body or are you going straight to I need really specific numerical data on this to turn it into a diet so notice your own thinking and approaching of external health information that's one of the main things with gentle nutrition is how am I taking in external information am I taking it in like a diet or am I actually taking it in in a way that fits with my own Feelings about my body, my food choice, and my satisfaction levels. So that was a very brief summary-ish of gentle nutrition. I'm going to have a lot more resources on the blog soon. I'm writing a little ebook on sort of a gentle nutrition 101, which I hope is helpful. That will have some exercises to help tune in with those sensations and some questions to ask yourself as you approach gentle nutrition. The main thing I would say is gentle nutrition is having the ability to take in that external information. And I always laugh because people will say to me, oh, how much sugar should I have? How much carbs? How much of this? And I laugh and say, it depends. And I'm sorry, that's not the answer that you want. But ultimately, that is how nutrition works. It depends on your life. It depends on your day. Your needs will vary so much over the course of a day, a week, a year, etc. Things may change. Depends on your preferences. There's no point in me saying, yes, have 20 grams of protein for breakfast if the idea of eating food of that type or having that much just isn't satisfying to you or you know that after breakfast you've got quite a long commute and you don't want to be full all these things are taken into account so gentle nutrition is the last pillar because you're using the other tenets of the framework as a base to stand on you start to build that confidence in yourself your understanding of your body your cues your hunger and your fullness to take in that information and go this is how it sits with me and I know that I know my body hopefully that was useful if it all feels a bit going over your head sometimes it takes a while to get through or maybe that you're not ready to approach gentle nutrition yet and that's absolutely fine as with most of the framework you can sort of dip in and out sidestep until you find something that works for you and then revisit it as always if you need any help reach out on the website or on Instagram at Nourish